chill, an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Hello there. I am your host, Mary Jensen. This episode of It's Just a Ghost is called Cottage on the Lake. I talk with Kathy about her creepy experiences. So hello, Kathy. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thanks. Thank you so much for being my co-ghost on this episode. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Kathy is going to tell us a couple of stories from about the cottage house. And we refer to it now as the cottage house, but growing up it was always the camp. We're going to camp. So it was just a cottage on a lake house in Massachusetts. And um, back in the late 80s, I was making a phone call. I was calling a DJ because I was looking to hire somebody for an event. And um, so we were talking on the phone about all of the prices, what they'll do, and blah, blah, blah. And um, all of a sudden, there was someone on the phone with us. And I started to freak out. And I asked him if there was somebody else on the line with him. And he said no. And I said, well, there's nobody else here. I'm the only one home. So I was a little afraid. And then I realized that we have a phone extension down in the cellar. And I don't like the cellar anyway, and that there was a phone extension down there. It made me think that maybe somebody was on the extension in the house with me. Oh, my God. So, And you were, you were home alone. Yep. And what did you do? You knew, like, all the doors were locked and everything? Right, right. And I told the guy on the phone, I said, um, sorry, I, I got to go. And I just hung up, and the phone that I was on upstairs in the main part of the house was close to the door. So I said, gotta go. I hung up on him, and I ran to my neighbors. And then, did you call the police? No, I didn't call the police um, on that event. Uh, Not to say that I haven't called them on other um, freaky occasions at the house. But, um, no, I got my neighbor, and he came over with a baseball bat. And I made him go through the entire house. Oh, that is so scary. Did he find anything? No, he didn't find anything. I had him go from attic to cellar, every closet, every room, under every bed, and there was nothing there. Um, So, uh, being the big chicken that I am, I didn't go to sleep that night until somebody else came home. And uh, so that was just a, a little unsettling for me. Oh, yeah, I would have been petrified. I don't even think I would have gone back in the house. Um, uh, you know what? That reminds me of, of that movie, When a Stranger Calls. Do you know? Have you oh, seen that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was a long, long time ago. I remember that movie. Yeah, because I think it originally was aired in the 70s, and then they did a remake of it a few years ago. And I've seen both of them, and they're both, they're both terrifying. But it's about... Um, it's about a, a teenage girl, and she's babysitting a couple of kids. The kids are sleeping. It's late at night, and the house that she's at is, like, way out in the middle of nowhere, and I think it's on a lake, actually. And the phone rings, and she answers it, thinking maybe it's the parents or whatever. And I can't remember exactly if 
somebody's on the other line. I think they're like just breathing heavy or just like creepy boys saying weird things. And so she hangs up. And this happens a few more times. And I don't think I would have answered the phone anymore. But uh, finally she called the police and the cops said to keep him on the line so they could trace the call. And they traced it. And the cops called back and they said, you need to get out of that house. Get the kids. Get out of the house. Because... The call is coming from within the house, and there was no one else there. So, very creepy. Right, right. And that's probably because if that was the late 70s and this event happened in the late 80s, and I know I saw the movie, that's probably what freaked me out so much. That, yeah, yeah. The call could be coming from inside the house. Yeah, so I guess we'll never know who that was or what it was. And, oh, oh tell them about when I, I was over Kathy's one time. This was only a few years ago, I think, and, and um, we were out on her little porch, and there was no one else home. Kathy, had, she was renting a, an apartment upstairs from her mother, but her mother was out that night, so it was just us. And tell them what happened, Kathy. <laughs> right, so my mom lived downstairs, and I lived in the attic apartment upstairs, and as she said, we were out on the small deck in the back of the house, and I'm sure we were having a glass of wine, and... Um, <laughs> I saw the house next door that on the lakes that a lot of the houses are very close together because they're small lots. And when my mother put her porch light on on the side of the house, it basically illuminated the house next door because it was probably only 25 feet away. So the light went on and I looked at Mary and she's like, what's the matter? And I said, the light downstairs at my mother's just went on the porch light. And she's like, oh, it was probably just a motion light or something. Yeah, at that time, I, I thought it was a motion light. And I just thought, you know, a little animal or whatever walked by or a bird. And no, it's it's not a motion light. The only way you can turn that light on is from inside the house as a light switch. And like I said, no one was home. The doors were locked. And um, just to let you know, I do have access to the downstairs into my mother's section of the house from my upstairs apartment. So um, something about this, somebody downstairs, they can easily come upstairs. So we're on the porch, okay, what do we do? We don't wanna go in the house, we're afraid. And so as we were talking about it, it seemed that something passed by the light. So, it was, so what it created was a shadow on the house next door. I was like, oh, my God, something broke the the light path, and the light is, is like, six feet up. Yeah, so it had to be something really tall or really big because it couldn't have just been, like, a little squirrel or something. It would have never, because it's not a motion light, so it wouldn't have broke, broke the path of the light. It had to be something big, and it wasn't a bird flying by because the shadow was huge. Yeah, so, of course, uh, the two of us, I'm not sure who's the bigger chicken, <laughs> Mary or me, but, so, okay, what do we do now? And then and then the light went off. And so we said, all right, well. Hmm. Yeah, it, so that made it even, well, as if it wasn't scary enough, the light went off. So, okay, somebody's still in there then. But also, somebody broke the light. What is going on? So we decided to call the police. and. They came to the house. Right. And the, the police officer that came, I was a little embarrassed. He happened to be um, the husband of, 
a woman that I golf with. So I'm like, hi, Gary, remember me? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I said, I'm so sorry for calling you, but we're kind of big chickens here. And he's like, no problem. First thing he said was, is there, uh, it must be emotion light. Yep, yeah, because what else would you think? And when we told him no, um, he checked first in Kathy's apartment, I think, which really didn't need to, but it was good to check everywhere. We went down into her mother's apartment, and we went over to the light switch, and I believe it was off at that time. Yes. And all three of us actually tested the switch. It wasn't like it was a loose switch, and, you know, it could just kind of maybe got jarred whatever it wasn't you really had to like push on the switch to get it to turn on and off right and then he also checked the the bulb on the oh, outside yeah. light to see maybe it was loose and same mm -hmm. thing that it you know could go on and off and it was in tightly there wasn't anything wrong and so he says well I'll check things out I'm like oh please I said can you check everywhere so once again Mm -hmm. Somebody could go downstairs, every nook and cranny, upstairs, under every bed, in every closet, and he didn't find anything. We but. checked all the doors too, and and nothing. And, and not only that, if somebody had actually gone in, we were outside. We would have heard the door. We would, you know, it's just we have no idea what that was either. He found nothing. Kathy, do you know now? Your family built that cottage, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So you don't know. So it's not like it was there and there's a history that behind it that maybe someone passed away in the house. Right, right. Yeah. And they could be haunting it. No, they actually, um, my parents bought the little plot of land um, and it was just, you know, basically woods on the side of a body of water. And, uh, and again, uh, not to show my age, but when they bought it, I was... Um, just a baby, and um, so a little plot on the lake, 50 feet by 125 feet, it cost $300. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. I can't say anything because I'm about, about the same age, but so yeah, we don't know who it was. I mean, maybe in one of the other one of her neighbors, maybe someone passed away at some time in one of those houses, and I don't know why they'd be haunting next door. You know, it's so much is just unexplained. Who knows where they came from or what it was, but I believe it was some sort of spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's and Kathy was so skeptical. Like I, when I, I met her, right? I have to admit, I you know, Mary's always been. Uh, well, of course, her history growing up in a haunted house and all that said, I never really had any experience. So um, I was really, really a skeptic. Um, I do believe in the boogeyman, though, always have. And uh, But a few instances um, have happened in the last few years. And I also went to a paranormal event at the public house, which was kind of freaky. It had a little slight feeling about maybe spirits being there or whatever. So I'm, I'm not quite as skeptic, as skeptic as I used to be. Yeah. I mean, after which we'll talk about a few more episodes that happened um, to Kathy and I both. And, now she does believe more, and when you hear what we have to say, I don't know how she couldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. But I've always, I've always believed because I grew up with 
in a haunted house. It's part of my life. So it happens. And now we have a couple of stories. Um, Kathy's mother passed away a few years ago. And so this isn't, we're done at the cottage house. I guess that's all that really happened there. So now we're back. Well, her mom had passed away and we were at the funeral home for the wake. And everybody was there and, you know, it had already started. Guests were coming in and and talking with the family and stuff. And I was sitting a little ways away from the family with Kathy's uh, nephew and his wife. And do you want to tell this or do you want me um, to? No, because um, I was probably too busy crying. She was kind of somewhere busy, else, yeah, but, talking um, with Yeah, so I, I wasn't aware of this event, but Mary told me about it later. So. Yeah, so we were just sitting there, and I would say it's probably 10 or 15 minutes after after the uh, wake had began. And I was facing the casket, and on each side, like, I think every funeral parlor that I've ever been to there's two light there's a light on each end of the casket like back against the wall and all of a sudden both of those lights dimmed like very slowly at the same exact time and didn't quite go all the way out but almost and then the lights just came back up exactly at the same time too to the full brightness. Sounds like you were, uh, you know, the movie theater or intermission. It's time to go back to your seat. <laughs> yeah. And so her nephew and his wife and I, we just, all three of us looked at each other and a few other people noticed it too, but not everyone. And I'm looking around I'm like, did anybody else, who else saw that? It was just, I believe that was her, her mom, Dottie saying, you know what, I'm, I'm here, I think, you know, just letting people know that that she's there with, with them. That was my take on that. And, it, like, it was comforting and creepy at the same time. I don't know if you've ever had anything like this happen with a loved one, but it kind of just makes you feel good to know that they're there. And I asked Kathy later if she had noticed it. And I can't remember. Did you say like you vaguely remembered? Or you no, I had no that? recollection of that. But so that happened, and then, like I said, Kathy and I were roommates. So at our house, this is you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks at least after, after the funeral and everything, and we had taken a fan. It's a stand-up fan from her mom's house. And we had that in the living room. Right. It's one of those tower fans that oscillates and has mm -hmm. different speeds through it. So, yeah. yeah, it was at my mom's house. And, and Mary, she's um, she's the hot flash queen here. So now said, you're talking to my age. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, so we thought, well, you know, we can put that in the living room. And Mary will be happy about that. And it came from my mom's house. So that made me happy. So we were sitting on the couch watching TV one night. And this also, um, the fan has a remote control, too. So we're sitting on the couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, the fan just turned on. I went through three speeds. And, and each one has like a little beep, beep, beep going through the speeds. And, and then it started oscillating. And I looked at Mary. I'm like, what the hell? Are you sitting on the remote? Because <laughs> sometimes I do that. <laughs> And I'm looking first, I didn't see it on the couch, and then I noticed it was on my end table next to the couch, just sitting there. We have two cats, but they were sleeping on the floor, so there was no one there that touched it or anything. It was just sitting there. 
Right. And again, no loose connection. We checked it. And so just kind of a weird thing. And then Mary said, oh, that's your mother's fan. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. So now the skeptic in me is, well, hmm, maybe I'm going to be a believer after all. So anyway, no harm, no foul with that. It was just, you know, kind of like what Mary said about the, you know, it, it was freaky yet comforting. Um, so I get that. I get that feeling. Yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, I think. And then also, and this was after the fan thing, I believe. Now, we had just got done cleaning the house, vacuuming everything, and... I was down at one end of the house and I was walking back toward the kitchen, walking through the living room and I saw something on the living room rug and I picked it up and it was a bobby pin. Do, do you people remember what bobby pins are? Any of you out there? <laughs> Again, showing our age. <laughs> they still have them. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't own any bobby pins. I've never used a bobby pin in my life for anything. And there was a bobby pin on the floor. and Now, we had just finished, like she said, we had just finished cleaning the house. I vacuumed the rug. If there was a bobby pin on the rug, I would have known that. And um, so she's like, what is this? I go, I have no idea. And then she said the same thing. She goes, I remember your mother used to use bobby pins a lot. You know, mm -hmm. she came from the generation, right? you know, you go to the hairdresser and have your... Um, your hair washed and set once a week that would make me crazy but um you know that's what she did and you know towards the end of the week you know just start putting bobby pins here and there or she put them in at night or whatever i know she always had a container of bobby pins at her house so yeah so, so our container consists of one bobby pin mm -hmm. so that's what we're thinking um Maybe she was passing through and a bobby pin fell out of her hair. <laughs> so yeah. so that, that was pretty cool, too. And then, so that was a few years ago, right? Or a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, because it was the same not long after she passed. Mm -hmm. And then just this past Christmas, so just about a month ago, Kathy's family was here. Um, it wasn't on Christmas Day, but we had Christmas with her family at our place. And her... Her niece, Nikki, hung out for a little while after everybody else was gone. And somehow we got into the conversation of telling her everything we just told you about the fan, the bobby pin, and stuff. And so later that night, um, I was out on the deck. Well, because I'm, I'm a naughty girl. I smoke cigarettes. And So anyway, when I come in at night... And you can ask anybody, right, Kathy, I'm a lockaholic. The doors are <laughs> locked, even if I'm in the house for two seconds. Me too. The boogeyman thing again. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is locked at all times. People can never get out of our house because as soon as they come in, we lock the door behind them and they want to leave. Like They yeah, can't yeah, figure yeah. out how to unlock the door. <laughs> and also, I always double and triple check to make sure that the deck light is off before I go to bed. Just just because it goes along with locking doors. Which also, that deck is close to Mary's room. So if the light was on, it would be basically shining in her window. That's right, right. next to the deck. Mm -hmm. So she always makes sure it's shut. So yeah, and I did the same thing that night. Light was off. And then I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And it was like 1, 2 o'clock. I'm not sure. but And... 
I looked because I saw a, kind of the light from the bathroom, you know, when I was walking from there to go back to my room, I go right by the door and, oh my goodness, that light was on, on the deck. The switch was on, the light was on. And I just think, I just find it kind of funny because nothing had happened for a while. And then that same night after we had told her, her niece about all the uh, stuff with the fan and bobby pin and everything, that that light was on. So... I'm thinking, you know, Dottie, yeah, I, I heard you today telling yeah. about all that stuff. <laughs> and so I think Kathy is becoming more of a believer all the time. Right. And this next story, I, I mean, it oh. kind of depends how you, what you believe. Um, originally, I thought it was the boogeyman. Um, I wake up sometimes and feel like someone not even just feel like it's so real that there's someone in my room and it's got to be the boogeyman and you know bad dreams whatever you know but it's so real when I wake up and um I do sleep with my door partway open it's basically enough to get a little fresh air in there and um so the cat can come in and out as she pleases um so one night I had this boogeyman dream, so real. I was shaking, and my door was partially closed like it always is, so nobody could get squeezed through there. It's big enough just for the cat. So so I was freaking out. I couldn't go back to sleep, so so I went down to Mary's room. <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, I said, you know, can I can I stay here? And she's like, what's the matter? And that's the, 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 the boogeyman. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's like, well, go ahead. <laughs> I, said, well, I said, there's no boogeyman. Because I'm not even sure what a boogeyman is, except from that movie Halloween. And if, if that is the boogeyman that's in our house, we need to get out. But I said, what? I didn't even really know what a boogeyman was. And Kathy tends to snore. So, like, she just goes, <laughs> and, and so I can't sleep with that. But <laughs> So anyway, I was like, oh, what do you mean, the boogeyman? And she just said, well, I had a bad dream, and the, the boogeyman's in my room. And she didn't tell me till later that she thought the boogeyman was in the vent. And I don't yeah, know exactly. Yeah, the floor vent. For the, the floor uh, vent. For, for the, the central air or heat, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I told her that, you know, he came, must have come in through the vent, and... um so then obviously she didn't believe me. There's nothing bad. Well, and I knew it was just a bad dream. That And, you know, me being like the ghost lady, I didn't even stop to think that maybe there's a spirit there. But right. because she did say it was a dream, you know, she had a bad dream. Well, it might have been. I and, don't know. <laughs> and then the boogeyman thing. And yeah. then when she said the vent, I was like, oh, my God, this. No boogeyman. Right. So I was like, yeah. She's like, well, there's no boogeyman. She's like, go back to your room. And I'm like, well, what the hell? I, said, I go, why don't you go sleep there? And she said, I'm not going down there. The boogeyman's in there. <laughs> because, so, yeah, I feel kind of bad about that because she really was scared. You know, it's funny now, um, but she was really petrified. And yeah. I was kind of selfish. She was. And I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> And I didn't want to go down there because what if there really was something? I don't want to deal with it. So, again, that one, there, you know, a bad spirit, um, the boogeyman, as she said, whatever the boogeyman is. I've just always referred to stuff that, you know, yeah. 
scares me as the boogeyman, whether it's, you know, a bad guy in the alley or somebody in my dreams or whatever, it's the boogeyman. Yeah. So it could be a ghost. I don't know. Right. But I'm thinking it was, you just had a really bad dream about somebody being in the house and in the vent, it's actually. It's so I know. That's what scares me is like, I mean, that to the point where I know I was awake then and I was still petrified. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But we're still alive. Yeah. And unless we're ghosts, ooh, who knows? (laughs) Maybe we are. But I feel bad about that. What a jerk. But anyway, so I said any other time, you know, if that ever happens again, come in the room and you can sleep in there. But um, so far she hasn't. Really nice of you. Thanks. I know. Well, I was half asleep and I just didn't really think about it. But so do you... Do you have any other stories? Um, not that I can think of right now. Because, um, again, I haven't had a lot of experience. It's just, in, you know, in the past, um, those, the few that we mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and doing the paranormal and reading more about ghost stories and things like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Be a firm believer before you know it. That's right. And, um just stick with me, and especially if we're doing this podcast, I'm sure we'll experience many more things. So thank you for being on the show, and if Kathy has any more experiences, we'll bring her back. I hope not, to be honest. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, Mary. All right, bye-bye. Hello there. I just have a little add-on that I'm putting on to all of the old episodes. We have a new website address. It is... It's just a ghostpodcast.com. And we also have a new email address, and that is it's just a ghostpodcast at yahoo.com. So if you heard a different email or website address in this episode, please ignore that and use the new one. Again, the email is it's just a ghostpodcast at yahoo.com. And the website is it's just a ghostpodcast.com. Thank you so much. As always, please email us your paranormal experiences to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can help us grow and get our name out there by telling your friends about us, and we would be thrilled if you would leave us five stars. This helps people find us out there in the sea of podcasts. It's all free, so why not, right? You can follow us on Facebook at It's Just a Ghost Podcast and on Twitter at It's Just a Ghost 2. That's the number 2. Remember, ghosts are people too. Until next time.